This letter will be very important because it, it might come into play here when we talk to Mr. Ari Soldatos, who's already on hold for us here. Uh, the letter is addressed to the Honorable President C.M. Ramaphosa, C.C. to Mr. Victor Kluwane, Dr. Ivan Koza, Premier Matabata, South African Football Association, the Premier Soccer League, the South African House of Traditional Leaders in Limpopo, the South African Human Rights Commission, the Minister of Sport, the MEC of Sport in Limpopo, Black Leopards FC. Please accept this letter as my formal apology to what transpired on Sunday, 16th of September 2018, after the game between Black Leopards as well as Bloemfontein Celtic at Toy and Dome. It was not my intention to cause any harm or inconvenience. In retrospect, I believe the situation resulted from my view that some decisions which the referee took were not acceptable and having been disappointed by the results of the match. While this is by no means an excuse for utterances to Mr. Victor Klungwane, I would like to give clarity. My reference to him as Shangan and from Giyani was in a brotherhood context and not meant to be derogatory in any way. I meant to convey to him that as a person who is from a neighboring region and from very close proximity, he should be well aware of the struggle the people of this area have waged over the last 10 or so years to have a premiership club that represents their aspirations. I by no means intended to be tribalistic on the matter, nor expect a favorable treatment, but merely for him to be fair in his decision making. I have always regarded him highly and as a homeboy. I, however, understand how my comments may have been misconstrued as I was highly emotional and the language I used was unacceptable. In many ways than one, I apologize unreservedly and unconditionally to all South African citizens and the entire football fraternity for what I said to Mr. Klingwane, to whom I've already apologized privately. I know too well that it's the incumbent upon me and others to heal the tribal and ethical divisions or ethnic divisions of the past and establish a South Africa which, is, which doesn't discriminate against anyone. To this end, I am embarking on a process which will culminate in me receiving counseling holistically, yet focusing specifically on managing my temperamental behavior and anger management. Yours in sport, A.D. Tidiela, David Tidiela, and it includes his email address. I'm not sure if you'd want me to put that out publicly, so I'll choose to avoid that. The date, the 18th of September, Also, take your reaction to that letter by David Tidiella. Do you accept that apology? Do you not accept it? If not, why not? You've got all our contact details. Hashtag uh, MSW, otherwise 0605842250. In a moment, where Mulanga has put Orlando Pirates 1 0 ahead against Kapstadt City. Yeah, so they are ahead. Ari Soldatus joins me on the line. He suffers chairman of referee appointments. Good evening, Ari. Good evening, Rob. How are you doing? 
I'm very well. I think it's been such a busy week. <laughs> it never stops. It never ever stops, does it, Ari? And I've, I've just read the the letter from uh, David Tidiel. Obviously, a lot had to do with the referees. A lot had to do with the appointments of referees. And he feels that a certain Mr. Victor Chungwane uh, has been very unfavorable towards his team. He mentioned it not only in the game of the weekend. He mentioned it when we had him here in the chairman's chair when he spoke about uh, what happened in the game against the uh, Chipper United. And obviously, it, it reared its ugly tribalistic head over the weekend resulting in this apology just your reaction to it all yes it was very unfortunate and you know i must tell you in the football circles rob and i think a lot of the listeners will appreciate this david tidiella is a very highly respected chairman he's been involved in football for many years he was involved even in the times when i was still an active referee myself and i understand that emotions do get high tempers flare, particularly in the aftermath of a disappointing loss. And in the circumstances, yes, it becomes quite difficult for an individual to appreciate and assess the anger and, let's be blunt, the venom in respect of which he spoke. But 10 out of 10 to him for coming out and apologizing in the manner in which he did. And for that, I think we do need to acknowledge and respect David for having come out and actually owned up to his misdemeanors. Has, has Victor said anything to you? This is Victor Shlewan. It was remember you got two Victors that are always topical. Yes. Um, <laughs> this time there around, must be something in the name. <laughs> it must be. It, it must be. They're clearly not victorious, as far as the chairman are concerned. But has he said anything to you? Because you know, yes, life, limb, as well as life, uh, or family yes. are important. Straight after the game, he actually sent me a WhatsApp message, and he said, "Look." He says, I need to tell you that there was a difficulty I had up in Limpopo today with David Tidiella. Um, I will be submitting a report to the league and perhaps there will be misconduct proceedings initiated against him. And I said, look, do your report remain objective and keep factual? Don't get emotional about it. I understand that this may be an emotive topic, but let the process take its course. And I understand that that is what has happened, Rob. Has it been an unbelievably high number of complaints regarding referees so far this season or maybe this year? Not unbelievably. There have been some complaints. um, And yes, perhaps, you know, and you would have appreciated this over the years. They seem to come in phases. Um, Over the last period, there appear to have been quite a few um, quite a few complaints which have actually been forthcoming from clubs in the PSL and in the National First Division. Um, not extraordinarily so, I must say, but perhaps part of the problem is, at this point in time, us introducing, let's call it, the less experienced referees. You would have seen over the last period that we're trying to breed in some younger individuals, and they have to start somewhere, Rob. Mm. There has to be a starting point where we can understand where the particular referee has the psychological acumen, the understanding, the fitness levels, the ability. Technically, they should all be good at this particular level. But whether they can muster the type of pressure that they get from crowds, from incidents like we had on Sunday, which will happen from time to time, and it's not confined to the South African situation. Sure. We need to start somewhere. And there can be no better time to start than towards the beginning of the season. Certainly, 
you don't want to actually be bringing these less experienced referees in at a critical time of the season when points are really, really being fought for. I know every point is fought for, make sure. no mistake, and I know how hard the clubs work to earn each point. It's vital. But at this point in time, we need to actually start with our younger referees. And perhaps part of the problem is coming from there. But generally speaking, they have they've, they've conducted themselves fairly well, I would say, with a couple of exceptions here and there. So to answer your question, extraordinary amount, no. But yes, there have been some complaints. Some are justified. And I do tell you, and we've spoken about this ad nauseum mm. before, about the review committee. The review committee sits twice a week, makes its recommendations, and decisions are then implemented with regard to the outcome of particular decisions which a referee may make. But does the review committee exist? Yes, absolutely. I know you said it sits twice a week, but does it physically exist? Yes, absolutely, 100%. There's three members that sit on the, referee commit, on the review committee, and these individuals are tasked with assessing video clips of each particular game, mm. particularly where there may be certain contentious decisions. They analyze it, and then they make their recommendations to us as the referees committee, and then those are implemented forthwith. All right. Before I go to Dr. Errol Sweeney, I want you to listen, and I think both of you gentlemen, just to listen to a, a recording that we do have, and that, that's the reason why I did ask about the review committee. Uh, the Golden Arrows coach, Clinton Larson, uh, was a bit disillusioned by referee Quinda or Lani Quinda uh, at the weekend and obviously sarcastically suggesting that the official uh, should have been handed the Man of the Match award uh, after that game that they played against Highlands Park on Sunday. This discussion has been going on for quite a while now, a review committee for such instances. It happens everywhere else in the world and I don't know how we don't have it in place but we've been talking about it for way too long and I'm sure that uh, uh, the powers that be need to make this decision. Ah, it was a very ugly game, in my opinion. Uh, I'm sure it's one of those games where the supporters would want their money back. Very ugly, very stop-start. I thought the ref didn't help matters as well. Uh, maybe he got man of the match. <laughs> Your response to that, Ari? Yeah. There is a review committee, very, very much so. I think where the problem may lie, Rob, is that the decisions of the review committee are not publicized. And this is something that I am, that I am going to raise in committee. I think when a decision is made with regard to, let's say, relegating a referee or perhaps suspending him for a particular period of time, we at SAFA need to come out and actually issue a press release and let the public know that this particular referee has been suspended for a particular period of time or has been relegated or the like. Because, you know, yes, certainly from the appointments perspective, that's communicated to me. But do the public out there actually know that certain sanctions have been taken against an official? Probably not. And that's something that we need to actually work on. Mm. So, yes, I can't blame Clinton for coming to the conclusion that is there a review committee or contending that there may not be. And... Perhaps if their decisions were brought to the fore and made public, then, of course, the perception that there is no review committee would actually be dealt with. All right, let's go all the way to Ireland, where former PSL referee Dr. Errol Sweeney joins us on the line. Doc, good evening. Welcome. Good evening, Rob. Referee's under the spotlight once again. Seems but- like, yeah, just from the little bits that I'm picking up, and good evening to Ari there as well. Um, good evening, Errol. Long, long, long friend of mine, and very happy to hear you're good and well, Ari. 
But uh, yes. on the refereeing issue, yes, uh, it would seem that they're under fire again. Um, I don't like to see this. Um, refereeing is a difficult job at the best of times. Um, with the exception of maybe one or two, there's no other referees or assistant referees or any other members of match officials who go out to deliberately, deliberately cheat a team. They do their best to the best of their ability uh, at the time. <clears throat> and it's unfortunate, uh, to say the least, that, that um, managers and coaches are allowed to have a forum where they can express their views, their negative views about referees. Referees don't have that luxury, and rightly so, nor would I like them to have that luxury. Uh, they shouldn't come out because then it becomes a slanging match between coaches and referees, and ultimately I think the referees will lose out because the fans will side with their coach, their manager, their team, um, and, and that's not the way it should be dealt with. Um, so, you know, a serious look needs to be taken at the way managers are allowed to criticize referees openly, publicly, and it would appear tribally uh, from what I'm hearing, and that's absolutely wrong. Now, a great deal has happened as far as football is concerned around the usage of, let's say, VAR. And I see my timeline is flooded here with the two of you on the line, a gentleman saying that, is that the way to go? We, everybody thought that that was the way to go until Russia happened. And at some point, it was not the way to go. And kind of confused right now. In a South African context, firstly with you, Ari, is that the way to go? Yes, I think it is the way to go, Rob. I know I've previously expressed reservations, and personally, I still do have reservations, make no mistake. But I think with a tweaking of the system and actually making it more refined and perhaps more user-friendly and the like, it is the way to go. And I believe, ultimately, in the medium to long term, it's unavoidable. Errol, from your side? Yeah, I'd agree with that because, um, and remember, the VAR, the Video Assistant Referee, was brought about as a result of complaints from managers and coaches <clears throat> claiming that referees made a mistake here and made a mistake there, cost them points, it cost them a game, whatever. They are the ones who called for it. Now they have it. It didn't quite work at the World Cup in Russia. But, you know, my worry here would be the more implements or instruments you give people to assist them, the more they become dependent on it. Gone seems to be the, the, the days when you relied on your gut feeling. Uh, you see something. Uh, I've said many times <clears throat> on your program as well, Rob, that we shouldn't be called referees. We should be called reactionaries because that's what we do. We see a situation and we react to it. Mm -hmm. And generally, your gut feeling is the correct one. You will get it wrong. We will get it wrong. We have gotten it wrong and we'll continue to get it wrong because guess what? We're human beings. So do we need to apologize for being human beings? Absolutely not. I saw encroaching yesterday, talking about human beings and the penalty that was taken, and it justly stayed as a goal. And I thought to myself, you know, almost half that team was already in the box, uh, but nothing was done. I mean, simple things. But the referee is not doing his job. Yeah. This is where the referee is definitely not you, and I'm seeing it all the time, uh, at international level, in fact, even. And the, the law says they must remain outside the 10-yard, uh, sorry, 10 yards from where the ball is, and that includes the D. They must remain outside until the ball is kicked. It's not happening, and referees are allowing it to happen. And they, the, the referees in that instance, they should be hauled over the coals and asked, why? Explain yourself. Why did you allow a goal to stand when both the, uh, players from both teams were inside the penalty area? I mean, the one confusing thing, gentlemen, um, is around handball. 
What is FIFA doing right or wrong? An update, 2-0 to Pirates, Maela scoring the second one. What is FIFA doing or not doing? In terms of making it simple, you see an incident where ball hits hand or hand hits ball or whatever. One day it's given, the other way around, the other day it's never given. It's still the most confusing thing. Out no, Rob, it's not confusing. Sorry for getting in there. No, 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 it's no, not confusing. It's very simple. It is very, very simple. The law says that the hand must be moving towards the ball not the ball towards the hand. There are other little things in there that says the, the closeness of the player to the ball at the time and so on, things like that. But it clearly states the movement of the hand or arm, by the way, because the hand in this instance starts at the shoulder. So if you move your, your upper arm towards the ball, that's still a hand ball. Now, if, you, if you're trying to get your hand or arm out of the way and you're doing your best, referees must take that into consideration and say, no, he tried to get his hand out of the way. He did his best. He put it behind his back. He pulled it back when the ball uh, hit his arm. That is not a handball. It's very simple. I don't know what the confusion is about. I endorse that 100%, Rob. I think where this whole confusion has come in is this whole unnatural position. Was the arm in an unnatural position? And taking Errol's analogy, that's the way the law always has been. It's got to be an intentional handball, which is ultimately penalized in that particular context. And I think perhaps we and people to some extent have tried elaborating and protracting this whole debate forward about where the arm was and was it in an unnatural position? Was it intentional? And as Errol, Errol correctly says, was the hand moving towards the ball? Because that then presupposes that there was intention. And then the other thing, Rob, is the consistency. We need to get the same referee doing the same thing as the referee yesterday did in a similar type situation. Is it possible to get consistency? I don't know. Perhaps not. But we have to get as near to it as possible. And that will only come about from more workshops, more seminars, more on-field instructions to try and get, in, in, in a panel situation, say, for example, at the PSL level, to get all those guys together and say, this is what a handball is and this is what it's not. Now, can we get consistency on this? And that's the only way it's going to work. All right, we'll come back from a quick break. Gentlemen, if I may ask you just to stay on the line. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. After the break, we'll hear what Roger Dessau actually had to say. Uh, if you go back to when Platinum Stars then losing 2-1 against uh, Maritzburg United in the absolute premiership, uh, Victor Gomes, of course, was the referee. We'll chat about that in a second. To be honest, you know, every time we say something, we get punished. You know, and it's always the same coaches who say it, and we're the ones who get victimized. Even, even you know, not only do we get victimized, straight away but even in future games you know they hold grudges and, and they come out and they look for you you know and, and uh, we all know that happens you know it's uh, we can't run away from it but so the 16 coaches will have a go and we get called into DRCs and, and punished and fined and whatever but you guys as reporters you got a bigger and better say than us you know you see it all the time you, you'll have a go at coaches you'll have a go at players but I don't know why you hold back on on this type of thing I don't know why you know it's like a like you've got a, something around your neck, you know. But you see it. You know, if the field is bad, you guys hammer the field. If the, if the coach is bad, you hammer the coach. If the player makes a mistake, you hammer the player. But I'm yet to see anything else. Why? Hey? Yeah, I mean, seriously. I mean, uh, I see it all the time. I mean, all the time. No one has a go. And you know what? You're interviewing me about a decision he made. You know? Inter- go interview the expert. Yeah, I know. That, but that's the problem with the game. 
They are so protected that they're untouchable. But it's about time some of these guys become, um, how do you say, uh, uh, take responsibility for their decisions and what it does to the livelihood of many people, you know, because they have a massive effect. And I understand a mistake, but come on, guys, the stats are there, really. I mean, how much more? Is it the first time? It's been happening time and time. And that's why, that's why we actually try and prepare for it when we, you know, we, unfortunately we don't know who's, who's got the game. But at the moment, when we walk into the change room, after we're seeing who's handling the game, we have to change a little bit. We talk about it in the change room. It's a fact. We say, guys, you know this is going to happen. Because I think like players, you start judging referees and you know what, what referees are likely to do and not likely to do. So you have to change your game a little bit. And you've got to prepare yourself for the way this one interprets the game and that one interprets the game. That's always going to happen, and it happens in any sport. But look, it's, it's sad. It's just sad that it's, it's, it's gone this way. The, the last game I watched on TV with Sundowns, you know, it was no different. And many others, you know, before. And, and I don't know how long it's going to go. And, and, and you know, I hope no, somebody doesn't lose their cool and, and, you know, it becomes even uglier. Will there ever be a chance, Ari, for referees to account on TV as a post-match interview? Yes, Rob. That's always been a contentious issue, and it's something that happens throughout the world. Generally speaking, referees are precluded from communicating with the media. It's what Errol said earlier on. He indicated that they don't have a defense themselves. They're not there to actually justify themselves. They don't actually have the platform, so to speak. And there's a whole lot of reasons for that. And as I said, that's an international phenomenon generally because referees ultimately should not be called to account. That is the fundamental rationale and feeling and thought process behind that particular theory. So the facts of the matter is a lot of people have said, should referees actually come out and speak and should they be given a platform and perhaps that might give a lot of impetus to their decisions and get the people aware and give them a greater understanding. But the problem is the minute you open up something like that, you're really opening up a can of worms sure. because it's going to become problematic. It all spiral, yeah. Doc, yeah. Your, your final comment on that one. Yeah, I, I, first of all, the Law 5 says that, and I'm paraphrasing, the referee's decision is final. Now, that's not the referees who made that law. FIFA made that law. So any, any change to that would have to come from FIFA. They say the referee's decision is final, and that's the end of the story. Uh, I, I, I wouldn't agree with referees um, coming out and explaining their decisions. It's already been done on the field, and I disagree with that as well, because then it becomes a debating society, and then it becomes an argument, and then there's chaos. He makes the decision based on what he sees. Now, there have been referees, and we know about the South Africa-Senegal match where the referee deliberately cheated and was rightly banned for life. Uh, and, but th- those are the exceptions. Generally, referees are decent, honest, hardworking guys trying to do a job as Amateurs, really. I mean, they're not even semi-professional. They get a match fee, sure, uh, and they're entitled to that. But to be subject to the abuse and, and insults that, that have been coming in recent days, and this is only recent days, Rob, 
referees have been abused. I could I could spend ten shows with you explain, um, telling you times that I was abused and almost killed mm-hmm. and assaulted in South Africa. And Ari probably could tell you another ten shows for more. But <laughs> referees can only make the decisions based on what they see. And as usual... Um, I'm disappointed to hear Roger saying what he was saying there, that he changes his plan to, to suit a particular referee that's coming out. That shouldn't be. Every referee should make, the, the same, should make the same decision for the same incident that occurs. And I'm going back to the other, uh, to what I said previously, rather, yeah. is about consistency. And the only way we're going to get that is to have more seminars, more resources, more meetings, more lectures, and so on. We're going to try to get regular input from you, gentlemen, as far as refereeing is concerned. I know there's issues of uh, the uh, the spray that we were going to touch on and other issues as well. Let me not spoil it for next time. But uh, Ari Soldato, self as chairman of referees appointments, as well as former PSL referee Dr. Errol Sweeney. Gentlemen, to both of you, thank you so much for being part of MSW. Very thank welcome, you very Rob. much, Rob. Always good being on your show. Good thank, night. Thank you so much for your availability, guys. A really topical issue coming through and coming forward as well.